Rabbi Yisai, good morning. A good Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Parshas Pinchas, for those of us living here in Eretz Yisrael. Parshas Bolak, for those of you living in Chutz Laaretz. And Tavshin Pei Beis. And first of all, it's a pleasure to be able to speak to everybody. We're holding Erev Shabbos Kodesh, also of the beginning of the three weeks of Yud Zayin Tammuz. This year, Yud Zayin Tammuz falls out on Shabbos Kodesh, which in itself is, uh, which will make it a nitche. We won't be fasting tomorrow, we'll be fasting on Sunday. That has halachic ramifications as well. But we're beginning the three weeks, beginning the time period of the morning of the of the destruction of the Reis Hamigdash, which begins with the the five things which took place on Shavas Batamas. We will discuss some of them uh, in detail hopefully during the course of this podcast. And uh, as usual, we like to speak not only to give chizik from the parasha, to speak about actuality, things that have happened during the course of the week. And I think, as I mentioned in uh, the podcast that was sent out earlier this week, we covered the yard site of the Rosh Hashiva of Baltimore, of Rudiman Zetzal, of Yaakov Yitzchak Alevi Rudiman. It was his 35th yard site that... Um, I might have mentioned there and definitely sent out the message to a lot of Talmudim and friends that we were zeichah to a big simcha this week, the simcha of the bris of a great-grandchild of ours, first great-grandson that we've had. Very, very malay simcha, malay hadoya to the Rabbi Shalom. And a special um, addition to the simcha was the name that was given, Elazar Menachem Man, uh, the name of Rav Shach Zetzal, who was a true model for everyone that had a connection to him with the whole Klai Yisrael that he was worried about. And the fact that we have a child named after him gives us tremendous simcha, and we hope and we daven that Allah uh, Menachemman, we're not sure exactly what his name is going to be, hopefully it's going to be a little bit shorter, but at least Allah it should be like we said, Elokei Avi Be'ezri HaKadosh Baruch the father of of of, um, of Moshe Rabbeinu's father should be the Ezri, should be in his favor. So we want to start out with the parasha. The parasha speaks about Pinchas, and as we've mentioned in previous years, that the parasha of Pinchas is really split up into two parts. That really that can connect us for those of you who are in parasha's Bullock, The end of the parasha of Bullock speaks about the episode of the killing of Zimri ben Solon and Cosby Bastur. And we've mentioned in previous years, we mentioned that their names were not mentioned in last week's parasha, and only mentioned in this week's parasha. And that in itself is a whole intricate vart, which we said we're not going to talk about it this year, but just to bring out that last week's parasha is really about the Maisa Kanois of Pinchas, and this week's parasha is the element of the Schar of Pinchas, that Moshe, that Akadosh Baruch tells Moshe Rabbeinu, that Pinchas ben Allah ben Aaron HaKoyed Heshivis Chamosim Al-Bnei Yisrael, he returned my anger from the Jewish people. We know 24,000 <coughs> were killed, and many, many more might have been killed because of the chet of Shevet Shimon. And he was Makana the kinna of HaKadosh Baruch <coughs> Therefore, he gives him great reward. And that's what this week's parish is about, the reward. The reward of Pinchas. And he should, it should be for him and Olam, because he was Mechaper al Yisrael. As we said previously, that 
Pinchas, according to some, is Eliyahu Anavi. Pinchas, according to many, even if he's not Eliyahu Anavi, but he lives for hundreds and hundreds of years. We see he has a kayach of chius in his, in his being. And uh, one of the tamen that we might have said previously is that because he made sure to influence Klai Yisrael, that they should remain close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and not remove themselves from Klai Yisrael. So they understood what the essence of the Kedusha is, and the essence of Kedusha gives Chiyus, it gives Chayim, and therefore he gets everlasting Chayim. Because not only did he affect uh, that particular episode, it affected Gantz Klai Yisrael, that there should be Kedusha in Klai Yisrael. And here we want to say over the great Vart of the Vilna Gain, the famous Vart of the Vilna Gain, that we know that Tzedakah Tatsamim that Tzedakah saves a person from death. As we see in the word of Machzis HaShekel, which the Torah describes as a type of Tzedakah, and over there we see that Machzis, the Tzadik, the letter Tzadik is right smack in the middle of the word, the first letter Mem, <coughs> And the last letter of Tuf, they are the letters of the Oseus of Mes, and the Ches and the Yud, they're the Oseus of Chai, of life. So Tzedakah Tatsamim when a person does Tzedakah, when Tzedakah is in the middle, then you're Karav, you're close to Chayim, and you're Meruchik, and you're removed from Misa. That's what happens when a person does Tzedakah. The ultimate tzedakah is not only tzedakah when a person gives money, monetary tzedakah, but when he does an act of chesed for people. And the highest act of chesed is to save people from chet. And over here, that's what Pinchas did. So Pinchas is heishiv as chamasi. Chamasi, we see it's the opposite. The ches and the yud, which is the chai, are at the outside. While the mem and the tuf, they are on the inside. And the chamas, the anger of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is that he takes away the Chaim, he removes the Chaim, and he brings, unfortunately, the Misa together. But since Pinchas came along, and he was Heishivas Chamasi, he returned the Chamasi, which means he put the Tzadik, so to speak, into the middle. So now everything is flipped around, and Tzedakah is Tatzamimavis. Another sniff to this Vart, uh, when you say another like branch to this Vart, they say over from the name of the Goin, is that we know that Tzadikim, even in their death, they're considered alive. As we know, tzaddikim, no matter if they're here physically or not here physically, their presence is felt deeply amongst us. While Rishayim, the wicked, even while they're alive, they're considered mason. They're like, they're like death walking. They don't really have a life. And where do we see this? We see this in the word chamasi. Chamasi is the ches and the yud. On the outside, they're alive, the Rishayim. But they're mace in the pnimius. They're, they're mace in the inside because their neshamas are mace. While tzaddikim, they have chayim in the middle. That means even if they're not, even if there's, um, even if there's mace, what we said, machzis, there's mace on the outside, but the goof might not be chayim, but the neshama is chayim. And that's what the chamasi is returning that it shouldn't be the mace, but it should be the chayim. Everything should be flipped around. The, the, and it comes out, it's memis umechaye, so to speak. It's a machis, is a lashon of chay as well. So over here we see clearly that there's a message over here in Parshas Pinchas that the more we attach ourselves to the makar achayim, 
then we ourselves are able to have um, Chaim. I mentioned uh, that one of the great, great one of the grandfathers, or the great grandfather, who was the Sandik, the great Rosh Hashiva, Reb Zev Khan uh, Shalita, is one of the Rishivas in the Yeshiva in Rehovah, the very, very Hashva Yid. And when he spoke, he spoke about the Indian of Bris. We want to speak a little bit about Bris, and just also to bring it to this point. He said, the main thing about Bris is, is that Bris is, it's, it's like the mission statement that we're giving to the Jewish child. And um, what we're saying is, is that a person should live a life of an, being an Eved Hashem, which means that we're, our lives are dictated by what does Hashem want us to do at each particular moment. And the, the Mesiris Nefesh that is given over to the child, that he himself goes through a certain act of Mesiris Nefesh, of having a Mila performed upon him, that creates within him a dimension of this understanding of what his mission statement is, is to be an Eved Hashem. He said that over it, we know that the Torah is called Torah's Chaim, the Torah of life. He says the Pshat is, is that the, a true Jew's life is that his Chaim is governed by the Torah. The Torah is what gives us life. And there's a very famous Gemara, and here I want to bring down who he speaks about this week's parsha speaks about the great lesson we can learn from Pimchas. The great lesson we can learn from Pimchas is the power of the individual. One person was able to stand up, and he was able to stop the Magefa, and he helped to save Klai Yisrael. The power of the Yachid Rabbi saying every single person should recognize that within us we all have great powers. So we know that the that we find by the Tzad HaToiv. The Tzad HaToiv is that when a person does a Maisa which affects others for a positive, then he's the catalyst for it. He gets all the schar, he gets all the reward, everything that's done to those to those particular people. We have the opposite. We have when a person does the opposite, then he does what's called Chas V'Sholem, so then he could be Chas V'Sholem, Mazik Tzibur. Where do we see this? We see it in Sefer Yeshua, when Klai was commanded to capture Yericho, and they were told that they should not take any of the spoils. And the Pasuk says, and unfortunately, that Achan went and he took the spoils, and the language of the Pasuk is in Yeshua, that the Klaiso, they were Moal. The question is, Klaiso wasn't Moal. It was only Achan that was Moal. No, but the answer is that since Klaiso was quiet, and Achan, he took what was not which that which he was not supposed to take. So that chet of the Yachid had a roshim on the tzibur. We see that a person can have an impression, a positive impression, or a negative impression. Pinchas was the one that teaches us what we have to become, to have a proper impression, proper impression of what it means to be an Evan Hashem. Now this act of uh, Mesiris Nefesh, uh, of the power of the Yachid, which can be in a positive sense, that's also all dependent upon to what ends you're willing to go. As we say, the going gets tough, the tough gets going. When a person does a mitzvah, the mesiris nefesh, or mitzvah's mesiris nefesh, even if he's a yachid, he has the ability to have an everlasting impression. And it's interesting, the Gemara says in Mesech the Shabbos, every mitzvah that Klaiso accepted upon themselves, the mesiris nefesh, that remains with us. And those mitzvahs which they did not accept upon themselves with Mesir's Nefesh, so they're considered weak. What are the mitzvahs which were accepted upon themselves with Mesir's Nefesh? Avodah Zorah. 
Till today, Kla Yisrael, we stay away from Avodah Zarah. Because Kla Yisrael saw that when, when the Malchus was being geysered, you should be, do Avodah Zarah, Kla Yisrael was willing to be Moshe Nefesh. What are the Yarek Vayavers? And the, what's the other mitzvah? Mila. And Mila, till today, it's something which is Muchzekes Biyadam. We see till today, we have people that they're Mamish, they're Moshe Nefesh for Mila. They say that the, the Ribnitzer was Mamish in Russia. He would go from place to place to be the Mayo. So many people are Moshe Nefesh for the mitzvah of Mila. Why? Because in the past, our forefathers were Moshe Nefesh. But Tfilin, they weren't Moshe Nefesh, and therefore it's weak. And we might say today, well, see, a lot of people are wearing tefillin, but unfortunately we know many, many people don't wear tefillin. And the Gemara says, well, how do we know that people were not Moshe Nefesh? Well, there was one person, his name was Elisha Baal Kenefayim. The famous Moshe was Elisha Baal Kenefayim. The Romans came along, and they said that anyone that wears tefillin is going to be beheaded, is going to be killed. And Elisha continued to wear it, and he even put it upon his, upon his head. And all of a sudden, one of the Roman soldiers saw him, and he saw this thing on his head and started running after him. And as he was running after him, Elisha took off the tefillin and he put it into his hands. And the Roman, the evil Roman soldier caught him and he thought he had him. He now was able to behead him. And he says, open up your hands. I want to see what's inside. And he opened up his hands and all of a sudden the tefillin had turned into kanfayona, to a, a pigeon. And the yona flew away. And um, he... he it was a big nest, and they, that's the reason why it was called the Lisha Balkanafayim. And um, the question is, Lechaira, why does the Gemara say that this this mitzvah was not done by Messias Nefesh? Lechaira, Lisha did do it by Messias Nefesh. So Taisvis on the on the on that daf says an interesting thing. He says even though Elisha himself was Messias Nefesh, but when the Roman caught him, he didn't say that he's wearing his tefillin. He wasn't Moshe Nefesh to say, no, I'm going to stand up for my Judaism. And these, I'm wearing tefillin, even though you're telling me not to do it. What did he do? He said, no, it's it's a pigeon. So that was not a complete Messias Nefesh. Since it wasn't a complete Messias Nefesh, so there's some sort of lack that of the act of Messias Nefesh, which has an effect that we ourselves are not able to continue to have the mitzvah of tefillin as being something which is uh, embodied, Abundantly done in the in the in, in the framework of Klal Yisrael. Rabbi Sai, we see from over here how much mysterious nefesh of an individual can play a role, and what is incumbent upon us. You know, I was thinking today, as the um, president of the United States of America, Joe Biden came to visit, and he's about to leave the country, and. All I can say is, you know, for sure we have to give cover to the to the to the malchus, as we have to give a proper a proper uh, honor, and we hope and we pray that whatever his meetings were, that they should be fruitful for the Jewish people. But anyone that analyzes really what goes on with the 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 difference between the kings of flesh and blood or the presidents of flesh and blood. They can have all of the the, the 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 honor. I saw it really amazing. They brought they bring for every goes they, this, this special Cadillac that's uh, called the Beast, and they have not one of them. They have a few of them. They have hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people, thousands of people who are guarding over him. And um, last night he went into the Maccabea games, and for sure 
You know, it looks like he's a good friend of the Jews. But we know deep down, it's really all about interests. What's really the best interest for the interests of the United States? Where is he going afterwards? going to Saudi Arabia. And they're talking about making a peace plan, some sort of peace plan. We know what kind of peace plan that is. And everyone knows, without going into all the details, Kashagi from Saudi, what kind of what kind of person he is, and Biden himself is going to shake his hands or not shake his hands because he needs him. He needs the oil. Now, but say it's a it's a world of sheker, and what we have to recognize is that what lessons can we learn when we see this happening in our very days and happening at this time and perhaps happening on this erev Shabbos Kaidish of the beginning of the three weeks of the Chorban of the Beis Hamikdash. So I was thinking along these lines, I saw this Gewaltige Meise, that in Poland, a similar Meise happened in the mirror. The president of Poland came to visit the city of Mir when the Meshkiach was Rabbi Rucham Lovavitz. And you can imagine a little shtetl of Mir, everyone got dressed up, including the yeshiva boys, all of a sudden the yeshiva boys got their Shabbos clothes on, and they had their ties, and they made themselves up very nice. They wanted to go see this king, this not president. And the Rabbi Rucham, when he saw everyone getting dressed up, he gave a shmuz in the yeshiva, and he said, ah, <laughs> you know, it's amazing. We're willing to dress ourselves up for the covet of a king. How about for the covet of the Melech Malchim Are we willing to clean our clothes, so to speak? Meaning to say, are we completely, completely shinied up in our behavior, our real clothes, do we really look like a mechubid? Don't we realize that Hashem elokecha mishalech bekerev machanecha? Hakadosh Baruch Hu is is within our midst, and we have to we have to watch over ourselves. We have to have special shmira. We have to have special bodyguards. We have to have people that are watching over. That we should have the beauty of Klal Yisrael. This was the lesson that Rav, that the that the the, the, the Ruchim, he learned from the visit of a of a higher up, and we should learn from that rabbi. So if we see how much people go into pomp and ceremony, and people dress up, and there's a red carpet for 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 a man of flesh and blood that we know, he's not exactly you know the most honorable person in the world. Everyone can find in the the, the king's uh, guards, you know, all kinds of stories. But by us, we have the Melech Malchei Amlochem HaKadosh Baruch So this is one lesson that Rabbi Ruchim learned. Then they say that the the, the, the the king of Poland, when he left when he left Mir, they say he was very upset. So they don't understand. All the other cities and towns that I went to, the people came from droves to see me, and they literally, they prostrated themselves in front of the, in front of the honorable, uh, uh, whatever, uh, Cadillac car they had in those days, and they people wanted to get um, special requests, Hanina from uh, from different cases, court cases in the mirror. No one asked me for those things. So Rabbi Rucham said, "Ah, first of all, he was to a certain degree happy because he said that the people in the mirror, at least they understand that that from the kings, that's not where the that's not where the uh, where the antidote is going to come from." But what he did say is, "What would we have to? What do we have to learn from this?" If we see that a king of flesh and blood, that we go and we bow down, we prostrate, and we 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 we, we uh, ask and we beseech that he should help us, how much more so we have to rel- recognize we have to turn to Hakadosh Baruch and beseech him.
And especially during these days, as we're entering into the three weeks, the Churban of the Beis HaMikdash, we have to realize we want to be able to have the Beis HaMikdash be rebuilt. And what were the, what were the things that happened? The Luchas were destroyed. The Tumid was, was Batal. The, the city was breached. Apostomus, Harusha destroyed the Torah. Atzelem was put into the Heichel. Everybody said, we think about how these things have a reality in, in our lives today. Do we really have Tumid? Are we still constantly doing mitzvahs? The Luchas, are the Luchas still the same Luchas? Are the Luchas have been broken? The city has been breached. The, 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 the city of Yerushalayim, it, it might be physically more beautiful than it was in the past, but spiritually, the great, great Yekire Yerushalayim are missing, and the destruction of the Torah. They go to the Kaisal, we have reform, conservative, making Minyanim. That's called the Hemet Selim Behecho, so to speak. But what's the bottom line of all of the reasons behind this? Sinas Chinam. We recognize the Tikkun. The tikkun for sinas chinam is avas chinam. Is always said, we always say, and how do we accomplish this by saying shalom, being speaking peaceful and being peaceful and not standing on ceremony, and to do it even when it's mesibus nefesh, even when it's going to cost us something, might cost us money. No, I'm willing to be to go the extra mile to be oisik and turn to be oisik and gemilas chasodim. So that's one message which I think is so apropos as we enter into these three weeks and we see what's happening in the world. We hope and we pray that whatever efforts the President of the United States and the Prime Ministers of Israel are able to do in order to safeguard the Jewish people, that those things should be with with bracha. But we recognize really we have to turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's really where things are going to come from. One last message we want to give from this week's parasha, the Valdeca message, which is that Moshe Rabbeinu, he's brought up to Har Nevo, and HaKadosh Baruch tells him the last request. You should see the land that I gave to Kla Yisrael. So first, then it says, you're going to see it. And the reason is because of the Chet of the Meimeriva, because you want Mekadoshmi. So it's really almost what's called a loyal rush. You know, he's not going to be allowed to enter into Eretz Yisrael, but he gives him a last glimpse. What's the purpose of this last glimpse? You know what I mean? You're not, even, not only are you not letting me in, you're not even just letting me see it, and I can't even get in. So we see a glimpse of Eretz Yisrael. That creates a hishtoikukus, that creates a, uh, a thirst and a want to be able to, to enter into Eretz Yisrael. And to a certain extent, that wanting, that hishtoikikus, that connection to Eretzel, the connection to the Kedushas HaMokim, that was the present that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Moshe Rabbeinu. Like the Gemara says, when a person wants to do a mitzvah and he can't do the mitzvah, it's as if he did it. Moshe Rabbeinu had such a rutsin to go into Eretzel. Ah, this is a message in this week's parsha. We have to have a rutsin to be able to enter into Eretzel. And what does it mean to enter into Eretzel? To see the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash. I remember I said over that Rav Gifter Zetzal, when he had to leave Eretz Yisrael, he cried like a baby because he was going to be missing out on being in Eretz Yisrael. When we speak about all the great, great Gedolim, my father, Allah Shalom, he came on his one trip and he came to Eretz Yisrael. He was here for seven weeks and he enjoyed it so much. And the night that he was leaving, 
He said, can you please take me again back to the Kaisal? He had been to the Kaisal earlier in the day, but he wanted to go back one last time to be able to go to the Kaisal to Davin. Rabbi said, I went to the Kaisal this week. I saw hundreds and hundreds of birthright kids. I even spoke to a few of them. It's great to see the kids coming back. And we know that here, Eretz Yisrael is a matana teva that Gosh gave us. But we have to be deservant of it. And in these weeks, we should try our utmost to be mechazik, our connection to Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Sai, I want to wish everyone a wonderful Shabbos. And we want to say over that the Moor will be connected to the Chai in the Machzis. And that will remove us from the outer trappings, from the mace. And we'll be Zoychim Hashem that we should be individuals that make an impression not only upon our children, our families, but other members of the Jewish people to be a yachid and to be make a roshom like Pinchas. And with that, Mitzvah Shem, will be zoichet to the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu, the Meher of Yemen. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.